know. It's all about the game and how you play it. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. We get him a couple drinks, loosen him up, get him around some of these Birmingham honeys. Y'all know how the story goes. Roll Tide! Yeah, we've got the job squad here. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Job Squad with me, Justin Price, and my co-host, John Robert Phillips. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> and what a SummerSlam it was. I, I, I came into this with, uh, with low expectations. I, honestly, I didn't know how it was going to go. I wasn't super overly excited about the, the whole pay-per-view as a whole. Maybe little bits and pieces I was hoping to see, but but uh, yeah, going into it, I was like, oh, I hope I hope it'll at least be decent. Um, I came in, I I wasn't excited about some of the matches. I thought that they might be good. Like for example, I wasn't excited about the Ember Moon Bailey match, but I thought that it could. Like I thought that Ember Moon could perform well enough to add like the match. Overall, though, like I. The card to me seemed really predictable, and uh, I had low expectations for it. And interestingly enough, a lot of the stuff we got wrong wasn't entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. Like, like the outcome, the outcome of the Shane, uh, Shane, uh, Kevin Owens match was not the outcome that either one of us picked. But it was still bad. Yeah, no, it's like, like, it's like, I was like, it's like, honestly, like, I was hoping that it would, it would turn out the way that we actually predicted it to be, because I feel like they're gonna just have a boring route that they're going with this now. I don't know. Yeah, and the way it ended, it was just yeah. kind of anticlimactic a little bit, but I. <laughs> yeah, what's Shane gonna do? Like, or we're gonna have to set through like four more SmackDowns of Shane being like, "Oh, I'm the best in the world," and then Kevin Owens is like, "You steal all our stuff." Uh, it's gonna be awful. Um, uh, yeah. To start off SummerSlam, though, they had their pyro again. So I always appreciate to see that. Oh, I was so excited. I was super excited about the pyro because I knew that means Goldberg was gonna have his pyro. Oh yeah, yeah. I was excited about that too. Even though he didn't like do it full all out for real, but we'll go over that yeah. in a second. But but one thing I wanted to touch on <laughs> is their intro video that they had for SummerSlam when it first came on. It had a lot of segments with Roman Reigns in it, and at that point, was there anything like advertised about Roman Reigns in the whole card? And no, I, absolutely not. I was he was on like the the graphic. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah, like the SummerSlam graphic. He was, like, one of the front people. And all they did during the whole thing that I remember was just kind of touched on the situation that happened. Did you see any of the uh, the kickoff show? Uh, no, I saw uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retain their titles. That's all I yeah, saw. Yeah, see, I didn't even watch the kickoff show because I started watching it last night at 9 o'clock and I didn't want to watch an extra hour or two. So I just skipped it, and I was like, I'll just look up what the match, how the matches turned out. But I was like, well, maybe for some reason Roman's going to be on the kickoff show. And I was like, no way they're going to do that. Like, did did they do anything with that during the kickoff show? I think I heard them say at some point something about Eric Rowan on the kickoff show, but I have oh, no what ha- I think I like, saw what happened with that. Um, Eric Rowan went out and attacked Buddy Murphy. After Buddy Murphy had a random match I'm, with Apollo Crews for some reason. <laughs> I'm going to say this. If you have a three and a half hour long show, and then you try to convince me to watch pre-show matches, 
I'm not going to do it. Honestly, I thought I thought no. SummerSlam was going to be longer, and so when it was only three and a half hours, I was like, okay, that's that's different. I thought it was going to be five hours long. I mean, the problem was part of the problem with SummerSlam's length was like there was only ten matches, and you knew two of them were going to be squash matches. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But one thing I don't understand those some of those kickoff show matches like they had no purpose whatsoever especially buddy murphy versus apollo cruz like why did they set that up at all like yeah. did it because <laughs> they just wanted uh buddy murphy to get beat up for some reason I, I guess like yeah rowan beat him up and said keep my name out of your mouth but i feel like it i didn't see how they set it up but i, I see it going in a way of apollo cruz like got up to buddy murphy and said yo that's messed up what you did to to roman like Let's go out there so I can beat you up. Basically, what happened? Yeah. But hey, uh, do you want to have a match? Like, I, I really want to go lose another I, match. So if you want to go out there, we can go do this. <laughs> we can do this now. I'm super excited. I'm a cool I showed guy. up just in case. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I did see Nikki Cross. Uh, hit, not Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss hit Twisted Bliss again. Uh, it might be one of their top three worst finishers. What? Worst finishers? I like it. I don't know. Something yeah. about it. I like it when she hits it. I, I mean, when she knocks out someone's knees, <laughs> you know, just lands full stomach on knees, I'm like, yeah, the person's not going to kick out. Well, I don't know if she's necessarily supposed to land on their legs. <laughs> it just happened to be what she did <laughs> two times now. The past two times she did it. I, I mean, I... I'm gonna say this about uh, I'm gonna say this about Alexa Bliss. She is my favorite female wrestler. Uh, I think she is pretty much like uh, the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. Like, I don't think she can actually wrestle. I don't think she can actually wrestle. But for some reason, I want to watch every match. I mean, I feel the same way. But I feel like she can wrestle. It's just yeah, the Twisted Bliss. I'm hoping that she's not doing that on purpose because it does seem dumb. That she's, like, landing on their legs or feet and, uh, yeah, expecting that to be like, oh, they're out. But... Mm. Alexa, bless if you hear this, we're your two biggest fans. Come on our show. Yeah, come on our show. That would be amazing. Um, You'll be our third listener. <laughs> heck yeah. All right, first match of the card was really surprising to me at first, but then I thought about it and I was like, I guess it makes sense. But it was Becky Lynch versus Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship. It started to make sense to me because I was like, Natalia usually is like booed and stuff recently and they kind of just want to get this out of the way. They randomly changed this to a new no DQ match. Like, was that planned? Or was it no? Or are all submission <laughs> matches no DQ? Like, is that is that how that works? I don't I don't know. Yes. All submission matches are no DQ for some reason. Okay, well I, I just saw that they, they were like, Oh, by the way, there are no disqualifications, no count outs. So I was like, I didn't know that was a thing, but I understand why they did it. It's because Nat Natalia can't do an interesting match to save her life without that. And she'd be booed <laughs> out of the her own building. Yeah, this, the the sharpshooter on the uh uh, on the ring po uh, on the ring post uh, or whatever that was uh that was the whole reason they wanted to make sure when you was an ODQ match and why she let it go I have no clue well oh yeah first of all I want to touch on that <laughs> okay yes the whole thing looked cool with her doing that but <laughs> to set up to that move Becky had to like give her her leg so that she could finish it and it was obvious. <laughs> Like if it wasn't for that, it would have been better. But but yeah, the whole, the move it like when she got it locked in, yes, it looked really cool. And I don't know why she broke it. I mean, I guess it's cause. Well, one thing I'm confused about the the announcers were acting as if Becky could tap out while she was in the corner, sharpshooter. Like you could you could be like anywhere in the ring, like on top of anything, and you can tap out. I thought. I thought it would still have to end in the ring. Like, this isn't like a false count anywhere match, I don't think. But maybe I just don't know the rules of submission matches. I don't know. Uh, I think I think WWE uh, doesn't tell us the rules so they don't have to follow them if I had to guess. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'd say. Um, I, Did you notice they were wearing the same outfit? I noticed that they were wearing very similar outfits. 
And I was confused on why Natalia wasn't wearing anything pink because I thought that was like her thing. She was like in solid black. Yeah. <laughs> I think she like saw I think she like saw um the man Becky Lynch's outfit and she's like I think I could pull that off. I wonder off if I too. can confuse them. Maybe they'll cheer for me. That was her plan. Yeah. <laughs> and they they hardly cheered for Yeah, what was crazy? At the beginning of the match, like like when they first like came out with their entrances, Becky got a way bigger pop than Natalia did. First of all, the sec the second yeah. note I had with that was why did they even pass out the man signs? Like they should have like purposely not passed those <laughs> signs out so that it appeared like they were siding with Natalia more. That's what it should have done. But oh yeah, and at the beginning yeah, they were, like, front and center in the back. At the beginning of the match, like, I guess this is what people are saying when stuff was cut out. It was within the first minute or so of their match, they would be doing moves to each other, and then all of a sudden it would jump, but it would look like the same camera angle, but all of a sudden, like, one would be on the ground, or they'd be, like, in a different hold all of a sudden. And I was mm-hmm. like, that was weird. Like, what was that? <laughs> but, yeah. It, it was, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so upset about uh, like if the production of SummerSlam on my like on my network, I would give it an F minus. I have some of the matches were unwatchable, but th- in this match, the same thing happened. Like I had no idea what happened. I saw the sharpshooter. Uh, I saw the, the sharpshooter disarmor, and then Becky got put a Natalia in the disarmor, but I never I didn't know how it got there because it skipped right to. And the winner, Becky Lynch, which should have been the outcome. Like, that match was... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a match. Yeah. Um, like, oh, one of the things on our match card we had was, will they use each other's moves? They did. Both of them. And I was, like, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was that so right. obvious. Look at that. And in the end, though, Natalia did tap to Becky's disarmor because... They are not going to give Natalia the championship right now. That would be insane. People would probably throw garbage on the ring. But uh, overall, I, yeah, that would have been the real screw yeah, job. Yeah, it definitely would have been. I would, I would have probably rated this one a, uh, a flat, flat C because it did do better than I thought it would. Okay, I guess I'd go to C. I, I mean, it was like you could have had this match on Raw. Like there was nothing special about it. But. But, but the sharpshooter through the corner of the ring, they can't do that on Raw. Yeah, it was... Like, never mind, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see the video package where they, like, played the half of... Uh, the half of <laughs> Natalia challenging Becky Lynch to... Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it just <laughs> cut out the part where <laughs> Natalia said, but I'm not going to challenge her to a submission match. Yeah, because... Because Natalia said, I would challenge you to a submission match, but I'm not going to challenge you to a submission match. And somehow or another, we only have video of her challenging her to a submission I match. I think it's because WWE was like, Natalia, this is three weeks in a row where you just screwed up your promo, so we're just going to edit it for you. Say whatever you want, I guess. Like, whatever. Yeah. Just go out there and say words. It's like, you're just confusing everybody at I this point. I want to... They have a, they just have it like clip like, like her promos would be like a, one of those like kidnapper uh papers. So it's like I want to challenge you <laughs> And there's a random clip of her in a t shirt, like at home they had to just add in. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I'll give it a C C minus. Yeah. Yeah, it it doesn't like it didn't accurate. do anything for me. It, I, I will say it was better than I thought it'd be, and so that that's what made it bearable. But second match on here was Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. This I cannot, I couldn't have imagined it happening like this. Like, yes, I imagine how it ended the first time, but I would have not thought that Dolph was mm-hmm. a, a dumb idiot. <laughs> Yelling out nonsense for thirty minutes almost, but it starts off with if if I was Dolph, if I was Dolph Ziggler, I'd ask to be let out of my contract. <laughs> Maybe they gave him a big bonus because this this was some major bullcrap. But it starts off with Dolph on the mic, 
He's uh, ranting about how he is the best WWE has, and he always steals the show. And that Goldberg fears Ziggler. How the heck? How the heck does he have? How the heck does he have that in his head? Uh, I'm gonna pause this real quick. Uh, the audio. Okay. So he's saying how Goldberg fears Ziggler for some reason. I don't know where in the world he got this idea. He's like, he's like, you know what? Goldberg's scared of me. Holy crap! Like Goldberg is scared of me. I don't even think he's gonna show up. There was a yeah. What this was a house show match. Have you ever been to a house show? Uh, no, but I have been to Raw and SmackDown where they've had random matches happen, like in between TV matches. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I've been to a house show before where Heath Slater like got beat up by everyone. By everyone. Like. Yeah, it's weird. Like this is this is the type of like cr- absolute crap that happened on a house show, and it was embarrassing. WWE should be embarrassed. Well, they put this well basically, it was, this was just to show. Okay, Goldberg isn't an old man who can't wrestle. He is an old man who can do a couple moves and dominate a tiny little man. Basically, <laughs> yeah. like I'm still so confused. Why they didn't have Sami Zayn in this spot? It still blows my mind that they didn't have Sami Zayn in this spot, and they put Dolph Ziggler. They ran Dolph Ziggler out there to get murdered. I really don't know. I I have no answer like, for that. Like, okay, so this match. Uh, here, let me break it down for you real quick. Super kick, super kick, spear, jackhammer, match over. Uh, like, remember that. For two, three weeks now, WWE has put been pushing Mustafa Ali. Has been pushing Mustafa Ali. Um, has been pushing Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, Cien Almas, uh, Andrade, right? You have on SmackDown on Tuesday, Dolph Ziggler beat up Rey Mysterio. You have on SmackDown on Tuesday, Dolph Ziggler beat... Uh, Mustafa Ali, who's already beat Shinsuke Nakamura, and then you run him out there to be embarrassed on SummerSlam. Who is going to care about the Mustafa Ali Shinsuke Nakamura match now? Nobody, because the person that beats him gets embarrassed on SummerSlam. And who's going to care about Rey Mysterio Jr. uh, Andrade? uh, uh, Andrade. Like, more people... But Rey Mysterio Jr. also got embarrassed. Like, they embarrassed their whole mid-card because they can't put Sami Zayn in the spot that he's been in for months, being a jobber. I think it's. I think it was stupid. It was absolutely stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is... I was shocked. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a Goldberg fan. I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan. Like, but, like... And I'm okay with Dolph Ziggler losing. I would have been okay with Dolph Ziggler losing in two moves but the way that they did it especially with the the stupid stuff afterwards <laughs> yeah it's is, was, yeah so i i was shocked at the beginning of the match because like you said ziggler got in two fast super kicks like he gives a super kick and immediately goes to pin goldberg and goldberg kicks out like before one then he does it again kick out <laughs> before one and then goldberg spear jackhammer for the win walks out Dolph is like crawling around on the ring, like basically dead, and then he grabs a microphone, proceeds to call Goldberg a dip s, have them bleep it out, <laughs> and he felt like he was being speared by a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Goldberg turns around, comes back in the ring, spears him again, completely leaves from the stage this time. Dolph gets the microphone again. For some reason. While lo- rolling around, spazzing on the ground, start saying that Goldberg's not man enough to keep him down. He, he no way he'll come back out here. Goldberg's music starts back up completely, and he walks back up to the ring, does a springboard off the ro- like not springboard, but like running off the rope spear, and Dolph like <laughs> Dolph this time oversold it so much that he like. He like he like did a backflip and then stood all the way back up and then did another flip basically. 
<laughs> then Goldberg did. If I if I was Dolph, if I stopped Ziggler, I would have oversold every single one. I would have made it look like a cartoon. <laughs> like if WWE wants to embarrass me that bad. I mean, that's what he should have done. That's what uh, that's what Sean did to uh, Hulk Hogan back in the early two thousands. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or Razor Ramon did to, or Scott Hall did to. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Have you ever seen that stunt? Yeah, but also, I've heard a lot of people say that that's like the best stunner he's ever given. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe oversold it and the, uh, sold some gold. Uh, yeah. The the face-to-face between Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler looked so cool. And I just knew the match was not going to turn out well. Like, Dolph Ziggler, like, up until the match started, minus giving him a microphone, which was the dumbest thing, did everything you would want someone to do. Like, he looked like he was ready when he was out on the ring and he stared Goldberg down and he walked away and they had to stare down, you know. You could have taken away all the mic talk by Dolph Ziggler. You could have got the two super kicks, the spear, the jackhammer, the match over, and you'd have been like, okay, I'll, I'll give that match a C-, minus. but what they did was stupid. Yeah, I, I mean, I would give it a D-plus instead of an F. Just based on, by the time Ziggler got the microphone the last time, I was dying laughing, and so I, at least there was that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. what the heck? They're actually doing this, and then Goldberg came all the way back out there for some reason. Like I thought it was funny at that point, and I started laughing. So at least there's that. I thought, yeah, I, I give it, I give it an F. I give it a solid F. That match, like, what's a solid F? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I still stick with my D plus. At least there was something in there. If they would have put, if they would have put Sami Zayn in that same spot, I would have given the match a C, a, a D, something. But like they buried their whole big card. Well, for Goldberg, well, heck yeah, Goldberg. For Goldberg. Goldberg's the man. Yeah, but but Goldberg did the same thing to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> let's not forget that. I mean, oh well about Brock Lesnar. Like screw Brock Lesnar. Recently, though, Brock, Brock's been more likable. But one thing I do have to say, yeah. screw Goldberg. I've never liked him because I didn't watch him when he was actually wrestling. All this coming back bullcrap. Like, I hate Goldberg. I hate him. I didn't want him to have a redemption match. <laughs> like, screw that guy. But uh, up next, they have a New Day promo backstage, and it's Big E and Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods doesn't even look like himself. I would not have known that was him if he was by himself. But... Uh, they're back there with Kofi trying to get him ready for his match, and they're like, Kofi, we got you a surprise since we're in Toronto. We got you Drake. And Drake Maverick comes walking up dressed like a 2003 John Cena, and he, and he raps. He raps some, but then immediately leaves when they uh, don't hold up their apparent promise that they had our truth there. And so, uh, yeah, he leaves after that. But... Uh, that's all that promo was. That's all that segment was. Third match of the card yeah. was Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the U.S. Championship. And <laughs> while they're while they're doing the in, uh, the uh, entrances, it's going around to each announced team. And when it gets to the Japanese announced team, it's Carmella and R Truth dressed like an old timey British British couple or something. And they're talking in British accents. That was amazing. And at that same point, Renee actually acknowledges that Carmella and Corey Graves are together, basically, during that. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Renee Young. (laughs) Just break (laughs) kayfabe. But the whole match had some awesome moves. Um, A bunch of different moves from each person, especially Ricochet. And um, AJ Styles was being cheered just as much as Ricochet, though. So that that was a little weird. That crowd was crazy. The whole night, they were doing those half-and-half half chants with almost everyone that was wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I, the match was en- enjoy- as enjoyable as the network made it for me. <laughs> I like. I guess maybe I, since I started watching so late, they fixed most of their issues because that thing with Natalia and whatever, that was my only issue, uh, the weird skipping during that. Uh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> if it had to happen to any of them, it's fine. It was that one. But at one point, AJ puts the crap, the calf crusher on Ricochet, and Ricochet reverses it into the Anaconda Vice, which I didn't. Which was yeah, that was a dumb. It was, move. and Cole Cole should have done what he usually does when somebody steals a move and been like, but 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 that's CM Punk's move. 
<laughs> I don't think I've seen anybody use it since I saw Punk use it back when he was in ECW, really. But yeah. uh, what did you think about Ricochet's outfit? I thought it was okay. I, I, I thought it was fitting for him. Like, like I would imagine that he would wear something like that to the ring. I don't know. I, I think I saw a lot of people like making fun of it, but I thought it kind of looked cool, honestly. Uh I sent uh, one of my one of my friends who watches a lot of wrestling when Ricochet during like the during the video package here and Ricochet talk. I was like, I was like, Prince Puma would kick the crap out of this Ricochet guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Ricochet. Ricochet is kind of like Apollo Cruz to me. Like, like just like wrestle, please don't talk. Just uh, yeah, heck yeah. And I'll enjoy I'll enjoy it. Yeah. You. But the match comes to an end when Ricochet at first I was like, what move was Ricochet doing? And I went I watched it back and it looks like Ricochet was attempting a whisper in the wind. <laughs> and yeah. and he's caught he's caught basically in the air by AJ who slams him down on his back and then picks him back up and does the Styles Clash for the win. Then after the match, Anderson you and Gallup. Like do you like the Styles Clash? I like it. I like it when... Uh, I love I, it. I especially like it when it's like reversed into the Styles Clash. Like something like that. It makes it even better. But uh, but yeah, the way they did that, that was cool. The way that... Uh, I, I guess that's what Ricochet was attempting. Like, you know how Jeff Hardy would always do the whisper in the wind off the turnbuckle? That That's what it kind of yeah. looked like he was attempting to do. If not, he was just trying to do some flippity-doos to to get get caught in that that position but after the match anderson and gallows come into the ring like i knew they would and did the magic killer also on our little uh match card that was one of our questions that we had was uh are anderson and gallows gonna interfere they didn't do anything like super major but the whole time they were just like basically picking on ricochet trying to Mess him up. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the her karana that Ricochet hit, where he walked over Anderson, Anderson and Gala, that was pretty uh-huh. cool. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, it would have been a little bit better if her karana didn't always kill Ricochet. <laughs> I mean, her karana looks like it's gonna kill whoever like gets it. Yeah. But um, uh, I had oh one more question: <laughs> the magic killer. Is that's that's the another another top three worst. Yeah, I mean, I agree with time. that one because it's basically just a double swinging <laughs> net breaker. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to welcome to nineteen seventy five again. <laughs> well, I mean, at least they're not doing an elbow drop and finishing it off with that because, like, that's that's yeah. basically like Bailey's secondary move <laughs> is almost just as bad as her regular move. There we go, my top three. And I'm not sexist. I like women wrestling, but they have two of the three worst finishers in the WWE right now. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And my favorite. And my favorite, so. And your favorite? What's your favorite? Yeah. The Lunar Eclipse. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Especially when she hits it on the thumbtacks. <laughs> that, would, that would be... Uh, <laughs> that'd be messed up. Um, <laughs> that <be> so dumb. <laughs> or like we said last week, or whatever it was, <laughs> off the hell in a cell. Off the hell in a cell and jump out of thumbtacks. Um, let's see. So right after that, what do you give the match? Oh yeah, uh, I would give that match a uh, probably probably a, a B a B or B plus because honestly, like I did like it. They had a lot of awesome moves. I loved how Ricochet switched it up and did a bunch of new moves. He hasn't done the WWE. He might have done it like outside of that, but I haven't seen him do it. And uh, just the way it ended with yeah. uh, jumping off the uh, top turnbuckle into the Styles Clash, basically, that was pretty good. Yeah, I give it a BB plus too. But I, that's the kind of wrestling I like. Like all, all, like high intensity, the whole match. Like it looks like a cartoon <laughs> uh, fighting video game. I love those matches, yep. so I give it a BB plus. Yep. Right after that, the Street Profits have a segment backstage where they're basically just doing their normal thing, where they're giving a recap of everything so far. And uh, one of them, the bigger guy, I don't remember. I think Angelo Dawkins. Dawkins. He, yeah. He starts talking about Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss winning tag titles, and it's kind of weird because he's tell he's basically telling Nikki Cross to hit him up, and uh, they they're just completely trying to make us think like, oh yeah, Nikki Cross isn't married or anything, right? 
out of everyone to say that to. Like, she's one of the few married people in WWE. But good job. <laughs> but then Ric Flair walks up, and then uh, they they like uh, they uh, do his promo for him while he just sits there and like mumbles <laughs> some words, and then woo, yeah, that was that. Are you worried about Ric Flair? <clears throat> uh, I was when I heard he was in the hospital, but not right now. He seemed fine. Okay. Yeah, he seemed fine. Woo. <clears throat> Fourth match on the card was Ember Moon versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Ember Moon came out to the ring with her normal <clears throat> entrance, but she had a weird skull mask hood that looked real weird. And cool. I just don't fully uh, understand her character still. Well, yeah, because her character doesn't make sense. Like, it's like three like, things they talk about in one. Yeah, she's supposed to be like some... like. Like, I, I said it on the last podcast. She's like some Amazon woman who enjoys uh, rock music and, and fighting. Like, it doesn't and video make, like, games. Why, why, yeah. Why are you here, uh, Ember Moon? I love... I, Ember Moon's look is awesome. Her her wrestling style is awesome. I just don't know. Like, they have not told me why Ember Moon is wrestling. Why is this vampire <laughs> Amazon woman who loves rock music wanting to win a belt made of gold. Like, what's the And point? I also... <laughs> Until they answer that, she's going to be a really confusing yeah, character. Yeah, and I also... I still just hate her stupid, like, sticking her tongue out thing. It annoys me so much. I, I don't care. I don't care at all. I think it's dumb, too. Like, like if they're going to have her do that, you have to have her be more of an animal. Like, but they have her, like, this weird mix between, like, like being a human, like, with, like, emotions and stuff like that, and then being this like th- uh, this thing with like raw animal instincts that just wants to fight mm-hmm. you know like and like if they had her be like oh the animal and she sticks her tongue out and like that would make sense but for that to happen you'd give her you would give her a manager the manager finds ember moon ember moon fights for the manager because the manager wants to have the power and prestige of championships that makes sense. Ember Moon doesn't care about the championship. You need to contact. She just wants to fight. <laughs> you need to contact WWE. Let them know. You yeah, need to be like, the. You need to be the manager. Please, I would love to be Ember Moon. I'd like her lunar eclipse me. <laughs> um. So, <clears throat> the match is. Uh, it had some good moves. It just seemed like it was taking so long. Like I don't know what it was. It felt like it was taking forever. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a weird backwards like Boston Crab by Bailey at some point that looked like she was just turned around backwards doing it. Uh, I was like, huh, I don't think I've seen that before. And then uh, all I really have after that is a Super Bailey to Belly from the top rope because Ember Moon got caught attempting her <laughs> Eclipse thingy, and uh, Bailey won. That was it. <clears throat> Not much mo- notable things in that, and uh, I didn't think Sasha was gonna show up during this but i guess sasha's just done with wwe now she didn't yeah yeah she didn't so fifth match and i have uh what how did that go or where is that yeah bailey wins by pin (laughs) that's what that's what i picked i give it i give it a c c plus oh yeah i keep forgetting to rate these yeah i say i say uh I i say it was a solid just c because it felt like it was stretching yeah. out way too long, but uh, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I'm not Dolph Ziggler Goldberg mad at well, it. Well, yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, fifth match on the card was KO versus Shane McMahon, and if KO loses, he has to quit <laughs> WWE. I thought that uh, going into this match, I was like, Kevin Owens honestly should lose this because I think he'd make it more interesting. But Shane, Shane McMahon and then he immediately shows up to SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, you forced me to quit. I didn't want to quit. I'm not going anywhere. But Elias exactly. is immediately That's named. That's a good story. This, Elias is immediately named the special guest enforcer for some reason. Because uh, he for some Shane for some reason thinks that the ref is going to be biased. When has the ref been biased against him ever? I don't know. Corey Graves sold this so hard. It was amazing. Corey Graves talking about it was amazing. This match had a lot of crowd interaction. At some point, the crowd was chanting, Shane, you suck. Shane, you suck. 
and then you can't wrestle clap 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 that that like basic shane mcmahon chant and they were loud this crowd was freaking mm-hmm. loud well the match comes to an end with kevin owens does a pop-up power bomb elias stops the ref pulls him completely out of the ring ko jumps on but uh on top of both of them knocking elias and the ref out and uh ko kept constantly contemplating using a chair and he seemed so torn about it because like everybody kept pointing it out like oh if you do this you'll get disqualified and so eventually he just beats the crap out of elias with it and uh the ref takes the chair away and is putting it away like i guess taking it out of the ring and so ko freaking kicks shane in the nuts <laughs> and uh stunner for the win what this is how again like the outcome of this match makes no sense like, if the match wasn't that good, how I would have booked it. John Roberts going to put on his booking glasses, right? All of that happens, except for on, like, the rest three count. Elias wakes up, and he calls the match at the same time that the ref is calling the count out. One, two, three, right? And Elias comes in, and they argue. Blah, 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 blah. And, and then they give the win to uh, Shane McMahon because of uh, hitting a ref. So you think that Kevin Owens won... Both the refs called the match at the same time. Elias Simpson says, Elias Simpson says that Kevin Owens hit me and he's disqualified. That would have been dope. Mm. Well, I, I, I guess they're, I don't know what they're going to do with this. Is Shane going to come out there and still say he's the best in the world or are they finally done with this? <laughs> I'm the best in the world. Yeah, because he, did, he didn't quit. Like, it was a loser leaves town match. I know. Like, <laughs> they're going to just still be there. I... I don't know. So it makes more sense for Kevin Owens to lose for him to find his way back to SmackDown. I know, and so now I I think it's just going to stay the same. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. Yep, which is uh, <laughs> which is what none of us want. <laughs> I would rate this a uh, a B minus just because um, I liked uh, how it ended with KO <laughs> kicking Shane in the nuts and then Stunner for the win. Just based on that, I'd rate it I, B minus. I'll give it a C minus. C C minus. Like that 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 outcome doesn't make sense for like storyline. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it wasn't like it wasn't even shocking. I mean I was confused by it. Um and and also yeah. like I it's it's not rated higher for me because Shane really can't wrestle. That's true. All he does is punch. Yeah. So that's kinda annoying. <laughs> but uh after that, sixth match of the card, Charlotte Flair Versus Trish Stratus. And Trish Stratus gets a, uh, a hero's return, kind of, from the crowd. Because <laughs> the crowd, the crowd uh, was, like I said, they are very strange all night. And so there were some cheers for Charlotte. <laughs> but uh, at one point there was a huge Herakurana from the top rope from Trish to Charlotte. And I was thinking, like, they are, like... For Trish not to have wrestled in over 10 years now, like, they are giving her some big moves to hit. Like, this is crazy. And um, the the match had a lot of pretty good moves in it, even though, like, there would be some times where I would kind of be cringing because I was so scared that Trish was going to mess one up. But she never really seemed to. <laughs> yeah, Char- Charlotte Flair matches seem to have more mess-ups than the average women's match. Yeah, um, I feel like it's not because of Charlotte though. But she's, yeah. it's. I think about, and I'm just spitballing here. It might be because Charlotte's so tall. <laughs> it might hard. be. Charlotte is like six five. Feels like. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, but Charlotte Flair's awesome. The match was good. Yeah. Yeah. So it. From what I saw. It goes with uh, Trish. Trish does the figure eight to Charlotte. I don't. <laughs> For some reason, like, I, I, I didn't know that Trish would uh, do a submission move, but she does the figure eight. And then she gives her the stratisfaction at some point. Charlotte kicks out. Then a little tiny bit later, gives her the chick kick, which is basically a light tap on the face <laughs> with her foot. Barely, barely tapped her on the face. And Charlotte, of course, kicks out because who would, who would get pinned by that crap? And then... Anyone getting taken the moment of bliss... <laughs> Uh, but then Charlotte gives like her fourth big boot to Trish and this is way more devastating than this stupid chick kick like freaking Charlotte 
looks like he's like she's like running over somebody with her foot like it's a truck and uh gives her the figure eight charlotte wins by submission then trish trish actually gets to celebrate with the fans after charlotte leaves like they play her music anyway and she goes up to each corner and uh does her pointing to the crowd thing and they send her off everybody chants thank you trish i don't know what we're thanking her for but (laughs) thank you yeah sure Backstage, right after this, Bret Hart comes up to Seth, giving him words of encouragement for uh, his match coming up later. I didn't think Bret Hart would be here. I thought he was done with WWE. Right. Like, he just presented AEW's championship a few months ago. Like, huh. Okay. He is a literal hitman at this point. (laughs) He's like a gun for hire. That's true. Seventh match on the card was Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE championship. Very controversial match. I only saw highlights of this match. Okay. I only saw Very highlights. Very controversial of this. match. I this is crazy. This crowd really showed how insane they were during this match because most of the match the crowd was chanting Kofi's stupid. Randy sucks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Kofi's stupid. <laughs> Randy sucks. <laughs> And they were so loud. It was so crazy. And uh, at one point, Kofi's dropped on the announce table, gets dropped on it again a few minutes later. Those were the only real spots on the table. Nobody got slammed through it. But Randy Orton freaking cusses at least three times. And he's bleeped out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he gets so (laughs) upset and matches. Um, At one point... At one point, Kofi jumps backwards out of the ring like he did when he jumped off the Elimination Chamber, jumped onto Randy. Randy does his draping DDT later on, and uh, Kofi, like, reversed the RKO and did a backslide, but, of course, Randy kicked out. And then Randy Orton actually hits the RKO after Kofi's, like, jumping through the air. But uh, he just kind of sits there. (laughs) What Kofi was trying to do... No one knows. Yeah, he was, he was what, doing... What, move, what were you doing? He was doing a headbutt, I think. That's what it kind of looked like. The only yeah, he, thing. He was doing the get arcade out of the air dive. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> obviously what that was. But it's like they just both sat yeah. there for so long that I don't remember if Randy even went for the cover during this. He just kind of sat there, like, smiling. And uh, at this point, Kofi sucks chants going through the crowd really loudly. Wow. I'm, I'm so confused at the, the the people in this arena. But then Orton eventually, at the end of the match, at the end of the match was so confusing because I didn't know what was going on. I don't know if it skipped for me or if it just was this confusing. But <clears throat> Randy Orton and Kofi are both outside the ring. And Cor- uh, Kofi's family, like his, his sons and his wife, are sitting ringside. <clears throat> and Orton is beating Kofi up down right in front of them and he eventually like is like smack talking the family and like staring down staring that down was amazing. <laughs> staring down the kids while like holding Kofi there and then all of a sudden the bell rings and I'm like wait <laughs> I'm like wait what what just happened and I don't know what's going on for a few more minutes and the crowd just starts chanting bull s bull s <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm so confused. What the heck happened? Is the match really over? And eventually Kofi pulls out a kendo stick. I guess to try to like make the crowd cheer again. (laughs) (laughs) It starts beating the crap out of Randy with the kendo stick. Gives him the trouble in paradise. (laughs) And at this point, the announce team finally tells us that the ref counted him out. Because I I don't think anybody knew that's what happened really at that point. And uh, the crowd boos. Yeah. The crowd is just booing super loud this whole time. <laughs> well, Randy Orton... Okay, so this is the story WWE wants to tell us, right? Mm-hmm. That Randy Orton held down Kofi Kingston. Yeah. For 10 years, held him down. Mm-hmm. And then, then the match that they tell us, we don't see Randy Orton <laughs> get pinned or submitted. No. Double count out. Like, so... so as a crowd member, the only thing that I notice is that Randy Orton is still holding down Kofi Kingston. Like, if we're, like, eliminating kayfabe from this. Because, like, the story itself is stupid. Like, <laughs> how does another wrestler hold another wrestler down through politics unless we're breaking kayfabe? But then, 
Kobe Kingston doesn't get to get his revenge on Randy Orton. He doesn't get to prove that he belongs. Like, the only way for this match to end was Trouble in Paradise. One, two, three. I know. And they, they screw it up. <laughs> I know. So, so confusing, that ending. Like, what the heck? And, uh, yeah, that, that kendo shot, uh, the kendo stick spot that they did, that was definitely planned 100% just to try to get some cheers back. And it kind of did, but then the crowd started yeah. booing him and, again. And then the, the story is, the story is Kofi Kingston's held down by Randy Orton. He doesn't get to not be held down by Randy Orton by handing him I know, and at some point... The match that should have... No, keep going. At some point, the announce team said, well, this one looks like it's not over by a long shot. And I'm thinking, yep, they're just going to stretch this out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was as they're dumb. gonna end it. They're dumb, gonna dumb, end dumb. it at dumb, a, dumb, dumb, dumb. They're gonna end the feud at a stupid bullcrap pay per view that they're gonna make up for Saudi Arabia uh, in November. <laughs> I can't even think of one. But <laughs> um, what would you rate this match? I mean, up until the double countout, it was decent. So C minus. Without the double countout, I would say it was a A minus. Obvious, uh, honestly, and. Uh, I would say it was an A minus because uh, I don't know Randy Orton like all, keeps having these killer matches. He's still having killer matches, and with the count out though, like my final grade, I would say is a B minus because that I, I I don't know why they did that. Okay, second to last match, eighth match on the card, Finn Balor versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. This was crazy. Did you see Bray Wyatt's entrance? Yes, does that count as a white family member showing up? No. <laughs> I mean, he had Bray Wyatt, old Bray Wyatt dad wrapped around his lantern. I would not say that counts as a as white family <laughs> member showing up. Um, but yeah, I saw that and was like, holy crap, they are going crazy with this. Like, his, they, they had his old theme music edited to be a little creepier. And like, during that song, it kept chanting, hurt, heal hurt heel and bray's wearing a black hood thing over his mask and he's carrying like you said he's carrying his lantern but it has old bray wyatt's head wrapped around it with his mouth as the open lantern (laughs) that was crazy that was so dope and and when he gets in the ring the lights come on and everything stops and the crowd is just chanting holy s over and over and finn balor Finn Balor, either he's a really good actor or he genuinely didn't know it'd be that freaking cool because he was sitting there looking stunned <laughs> as crap. That that best poor Finn. best part of SummerSlam was just the Fiend's entrance. That was the best part. Yeah, he still wrestles like old Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that was one thing I was I was seeing what they were gonna do with it when the match first started. I was like, is this gonna be a squash match? Like, is is the Fiend just gonna dominate Balor and Balor's not gonna get get a single hit in? But Throughout the match, Yowie Wowie chants are going on, and also the crowd keeps chanting, <laughs> let him in, let him in. The crowd was having a lot of fun with this one. But Finn starts mounting a comeback and ended up ended up like setting him up for the coup de gras, but the coup de gras is like countered, like he moves out of the way and grabs Finn immediately with the mandible claw and is like holding him down on the mat, and Finn passes out. But the ref counts one, two, three, and pins him. And I was like, oh, heck yeah. That's like, isn't that like with the match card right here? Like, isn't that what you, uh, yeah, you thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, heck yeah. They pinned him. Oh, points for me. <laughs> yeah, so on our match card, me and JR both had Bray Wyatt winning. But I said that Bray Wyatt was going to pin Finn Balor. He said that Finn Balor was just going to pass out and the match was going to be over. It almost happened with it ending yeah. with a pass out but they counted it as a pin <laughs> so i hate that ref <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say he passed out i'm gonna i'm gonna uh go official review he passed out regardless of if you win or won uh, lost or won this match card score i'll just go ahead and say that those two points won't matter <laughs> okay so, yeah, at the end of the match, everything's over, and Bray disappears into the darkness. And the crowd just chants, that was awesome. That was, and it was awesome. It was the best. That was a good match. Best part of SummerSlam. I give it an A+, just based on the whole thing as a whole. Like, it was not a long match, and that probably helped it out. But, I don't know. 
it, it left me it left me stunned. Yeah. I'll give it an A minus. The only the only grab I have about the fiend character is uh is that he did that thing where he like leaned over in the ropes like Bray Wyatt always does. I'm like, why are you, why is the fiend doing that? I think it's because they're trying to show that like Bray Wyatt is in there and like he is uh, okay. He, oh, if he did that, that's cool. But um let me think. Uh, but what does look weird is Bray's upper body is super big, and in those like carnival pants he wears, <laughs> his legs look really tiny, and so he does look kind of weird at some angles. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm for it. I just hope they don't ruin the character. I just hope so, too. I mean, they eventually will, but hopefully we have a few more uh, pay-per-views, mm. at least, of awesome things. And I'm disappointed because they didn't do what I wanted them to with Braun Strowman. Because like that would have been awesome if if the end of that ended the exact same way, and then Bray Wyatt is standing in the ring, and Braun Strowman like comes walking down the ramp, gets face to face with the Fiend, and then the lights go off, and the Fiend's gone, and Braun's just kind of looking around for him. That still sets up a match with him and Braun, but whatever. I don't know what they're gonna do with him now. I'm telling you, they should bring Luke Harper back. Luke Harper, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman have the Wyatt family and I the Viking Raiders as the two new members. <laughs> um, I don't know what they're going to get do with him now. But moving on to the main event of the card, it was Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. And Rollins seemed mostly healed during his entrance. Did you notice how he didn't limp <laughs> really at all? Like if he didn't have his if he didn't have his uh Yeah. Like, if he uh, never exposed the bandages under his shirt, I would have been like, nope, they just, they trashed that. He's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh... I will show up to SummerSlam. And I will beat. Fully held. And I won't be hurt anymore. Curb stomp happened right away, just like it did at WrestleMania. <clears throat> but Brock kicks out, and then gives Seth an F5 right away, kinda. And Seth kicked out. And at that point, Brock takes nah. takes the tape around Seth's body and, like, picks him up with it and then just kind of flings him around and then throws him across the ring by the rib tape. He <clears throat> proceeded to murder him for the next 90% of the match. Yeah, and at one point, at one point he came walking up to Seth and said, Torture time, B-word. <laughs> that's like Brock's... That's, <laughs> That's Brock's M.O. is saying the B-word. That's like his to go, go-to thing. Lots of suplexes. I It was amazing. The match... I didn't keep up with the number of suplexes. I don't think it reached John Cena level. But, I, yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even go back and, like, count them. Because I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. But they were a, a good bit. Uh, yeah, the, so, so he just murders him inside the ring, and murders him outside the ring, and murders him inside the ring some more, and then he decides to rip up a table for some reason. Um, the WWE Network was, like, really bad for me the whole night, so I don't know how Brock Lesnar got on the table. <laughs> oh, I think, I think... <laughs> like, I literally... I think I know what happened. It, it was, uh, he was going to put Seth on the table, and Seth, like, kind of kind of like got i think he might have had him like in f5 position about to do it through the announce table and seth jumped off of him and super kicked him and brock fell on top of it i think that's what happened ah. and uh right before that see because i saw him rip the table off <laughs> maybe brock laid on it on, on his own i saw him rip the <laughs> i saw him rip the thing off and then i saw the it, the wwe network like the this fast forward rewind thing and i see seth rollins crawling up to the top and, done, and did a frog splash. And then my network corrected it back to Seth Rollins climbing up and doing the frog splash. And then my network didn't mess up again t- until after they showed the replay four times. Like, the only thing I saw for two minutes that made sense was that frog splash. It was dope. See, like, on top of Seth doing that frog splash, right before any of that got set up, Seth did three suicide dives in a row. And he looked like he was not hurt at yeah. all. <laughs> and then doing that frog splash, he's <laughs> like, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm completely fine. I wasn't hurting at all. Is it? Is it his ribs broken? Like, isn't that like, he has internal bleeding? You know, um... I'm gonna do a frog splash. 
Too much he table. was given a uh, stainless, like the stainless steel ribs. Yeah, so they're fine now. Yeah, he should have been wearing Ricochet's outfit. Yeah, like a robot to protect himself. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, does a splash through the announce table to Brock. Eventually, <clears throat> eventually later, a little later in the match, he does another. He does another splash while in the ring, and then does a curb stomp to him. But Brock kicks out. Brock goes for the F5. It gets reversed. Seth does his third stomp, and Seth wins. Yep. Yeah. I, I, okay, I wasn't a fan of how the match ended. <laughs> I, I was I was fine with it. I was fine with it. I mean, like, for, like, so the last, like, I would say the last, up until the last thing that Seth Rollins does, the last 20 minutes of Seth Brock is literally Brock just killing Seth Rollins. Like, killing yes. him. F5s, F5s on this, F5s on that, suplex on this, suplex on that. And then, like, I'm supposed to think the Beast is going to find a way to lose this match. It blew my mind. I was like, he should have won. He should have, he should have, like, ripped open Seth Rollins and taken out his insides. It should have been, it should have been just the most brutal match we'd ever seen. And they, they WWE booked it where, like, where, like, the good guy doesn't get in any offense until the last, you know, minute and a half. And then, all of a sudden, he's not hurt. He's not. He doesn't have broken ribs. He's landing frog splashes on his broken ribs, and nothing bad's happening. Curb stomp, curb stomp. It's over. Like, like okay, well, whatever. <laughs> yep. But during Seth celebrating, John Cena booking. When Seth celebrates, it kind of looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> he should be about to cry. He has broken ribs. Um, dang. Uh, <laughs> that might have been why he was starting to cry. He's like, I'm hurting so bad. Uh, but. The final match card score, based on the point system that we said, it was yes. Justin, 64, JR, 52. Mm. Oh, man. You give me the you give me the points for the suplex, the we suplexes did, that we, you didn't count, and the uh, no, have. It would have been plus two, plus two. Let's see. It would have been 56 to 64. I didn't you would have lost. Four I didn't give points. my. I didn't give myself points for those. Hmm. Oh well. So what? What did you pick that I missed? You, uh, you said a Wyatt family member was going to show up, which I'm not. I'm not counting that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was you my said mistake. that. Me and you both <laughs> said that Shane McMahon was. Very Wyatt was there. Oh yeah. I mean, he was there the whole time. But let's see. What else? You said that AJ Styles was going to uh. get a low blow. Um, let's see, let's see. We both said that Dolph Ziggler's super kick was going to be referred to as Sweet Chin Music, and it was not. Hmm. You said that Sasha Banks (laughs) was going to return for some reason. (laughs) I was hoping, bro. Um, let's see, what else did you say? We don't know who won the Drew Gulak match. Not that it matters. Uh Oh. Oh, well, I counted that because I, I saw that Drew Gulak won with a pin. So I hey, that what's up, bro? We're there. Uh, you, there was something else here. Where is it? Oh, yeah, and you picked Brock Lesnar. I did. By stoppage. So that was four, and that was four points that you didn't get just from that. Oh, I hate you, Brock Lesnar. I hate you, WWE. Yeah, and you also said, well, no, I said there's going to be blood, and you said no, so you got points there when I didn't. What's up? <laughs> you thought you thought you said there would be more than four F5s. How, how many? There were three. No, I think Brock only hit two. I think. Ah, uh, so stupid. Yeah, I know it was crazy. I thought he was going to hit more. And <laughs> one of these questions was, is Seth going to hit three? It, let me see. More than three curb stomps, and he hit right at three. So both of us got the same result on that one, which was yes, like we got it right or no. So how do you feel overall? What he won't. Overall, I'll give SummerSlam a B plus. You are so kind. Because what? You're so kind. I give it a D minus. A D minus. A D minus. What? Okay, I'll say B minus, but not D minus. That's crazy. Uh, that's... The the show might have been a solid C C plus for me if uh, the WWE Network didn't screw it up as bad as they screwed it up. I there was not a single I was watchable match. Fine. 
There was not a single watchable match on that whole thing if you tried to watch it live. And I tried to watch it live. I gave them three hours of my time, and I saw 30% <laughs> of all the matches, and I saw the same moves all the time. I missed a Becky Lynch finisher. They skipped over that. I missed a Brock finisher. They skipped over that. I skipped a complete matches because I didn't want to have to struggle through it anymore. The presentation of it all was so bad that I can't accurately describe to you how I felt about the matches. <laughs> um. Well, I I guess it just sucks to suck. Yeah, it was awful. D minus. Uh. Um. Result wise, I'd give it a, a solid C, which is very disappointing. okay. Okay. I'll give it. I'll give it B minus. Yeah, that's a little more fair mm-hmm. because uh. Yeah, the way they ended the Randy Kofi one, that was that 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 ruined it from being like a B plus. That brought it down. But yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was good enough to watch. I'll say that. Yeah. Are you going to so, ever rewatch you, it? Uh, no. I mean, no. I never. I don't think I've rewatched a pay per view ever. But have you started that Twitter account like you said you were going to? I have not yet. Well, yeah, I've started a Twitter account. The one for this page, <laughs> like the the Job Squad. Yeah. No. It, uh. No, I haven't started it. Look us up at, at Job okay. Squad on Twitter. Yeah, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be there. Maybe that maybe that name will be available. Don't follow someone else. Look for our picture. <laughs> you, you'll know it's us because we'll have zero tweets. Uh, yeah, and if you're listening to this, please give a five star review so that um, we know that we're doing a good enough job. Yeah, do not give us a one star review, okay? Or we'll f five you. Yeah, I'll cry. Oh yeah, we'll, I do that all the time. We'll give, you, give you the uh, the magic killer. If you give us a one star review, we'll show up to your house and give you the magic killer. And you're like, "Thank you for putting me in bed. It was so comfortable." <laughs> no, I'll stick with. I'll, I'll give him an F five. Like this old lady looked at me wrong last week, and uh, I have five during the parking lot. Yeah, on to Don't on to me. a pizza. Yeah, it was on to a burning hot pizza. <laughs> Dang it, old lady. Well, see you uh, after Raw and SmackDown. Hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully they uh, 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 don't suck this up. We're here to show the world. Oh, yeah.